Welcome to the Carolina Girls Podcast with Heather and Cher. Hey guys, I'm Heather. And I'm Cher. And I'm Amay. And today we're the Carolina Girls Podcast. We have a special guest today. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. I'm so glad you're here. Um, so I guess we're just going to jump right in. Sure. Okay. First of all, Heather and I just finished playing our basketball tournament. They were amazing. Oh. Truly, I was so impressed by you guys. <laughs> my knees, my ankles, and my back, my, my heart, and uh, lungs couldn't have taken what you well, guys did Well, my, my knees and ankles will be in a lot of pain tonight for sure. <laughs> For sure. But, you know, I listen, the only thing that matters to me is that I will not be wearing a North Carolina State shirt. shirt. <laughs> yes, y'all. I lost. Big lost. time. Lost. Bigly. <laughs> Bigly. Really bad. However, I got to just let me go ahead and throw it out there, guys. She lost, but she had the play of the game <laughs> when she stuffed one right back in my face. <laughs> That was the highlight of my show today. I, I, that, was, that was good. I'm pretty sure I celebrated her blocking my shot more than anybody else. I was so excited about it. Like, I, now, she did yell, too. But yeah. I, mean, yeah. I did. I kind of got like, yeah. I love the sportsmanship you both showed, though, because every time one of you did something great, the other it was a high five. a high five it was nice yeah that's yeah. right it's great she had some good she had some good shots too so i'm proud of her she came in second place yeah. in the whole tournament yeah, y'all she did, they, their team was balling they did so so good and i'm the the whole event in itself was absolutely amazing so you know it was brought on by well actually actually why don't we say this yeah so may why don't you tell us really um what company you're with and what you do. Yep. Um, so I'm with Movement Mortgage, and my current title is National Director of Affiliate Relationships. But I've been with Movement since day one, and I've probably had a dozen different titles in that time. I was going to say, I I mean, like, I think I literally just said to you, so what is your official title today? <laughs> um, you know, I, I always joke around whenever um, anybody says, well, who is a May? I'm like, oh, yeah, she was employee number negative one. Yeah. Like, she was employed before Movement was Movement. It's true. It's true. It's true. So, um, you know, my job, I I sort of am the liaison between Movement Mortgage and all of our affiliated companies, which are companies that serve the mortgage process and the Movement Foundation. So all of the profits from those entities goes directly to either the Movement Foundation or the KM Foundation. And we're able to, with that money, do some really incredible things, which is what today was about. So, right. right. Well, why don't you tell everybody, tell our listeners what today was about? Yeah. I think I think they uh, they would be interested to know. Well, first of all, we are we're recording this from the um, cafe of the Movement Middle School on Freedom Drive, and uh, today's event was put on by Sports Outreach Ministries, which is a partner that we've had for a number of years. They provide clinics here at the Movement Schools. We've done mission trips to places like Columbia. South America with Sports Outreach Ministries, and they were one of the recipients of a $10,000 GraceWorks grant that we gave last year to put this event on, and the event was geared towards reconciliation. Um, You know, obviously a lot happened uh, in in our country in the last few years around the George Floyd murder and the resulting feelings in the community, and so Sports Outreach wanted to find a way to bridge that gap. So the three-on-three tournament, each team, there were 12 teams, had one movement mortgage or affiliate employee plus a movement mortgage student 
not movement mortgage student, movement school student, <laughs> um, and a first responder. So you guys were playing basketball with uh, police and firefighters here in Charlotte right. that serve in this community. And it was the effort was really just to bring those three groups together in celebration of community, around something fun. Um, there was a faith element to it. But again, it was about building bridges in this community, which is really everything that we're trying to achieve through the movement schools and the movement foundation which, to be honest, if you guys don't know much about Movement Mortgage, um, you might be kind of like, what are you talking about? Should I just like lay it Absolutely. out there? Absolutely, lay it out there, girl. Lay it out there. Absolutely. Throw it out there. So, uh, and stop me if you want me to go in a different direction, but Movement Mortgage was created at the heart of the mortgage crisis in right. 2008. Yep. And um, Casey and Toby, the co-founders, had a vision for creating a financial services company that had a very different focus. Specifically, the objective was to create a community that loved and valued one another, loved and valued their customers, and then turned around and loved and valued their communities. And, you know, that resonated to me when Casey shared the vision in 2007. As a matter of fact, he said, I want to I treat every customer like they were my little sister. And I'm a big sister, so that really, you know, that resonated. I get that. You'd never do anything for your sibling, I mean, except when you're, you know, battling it out as kids. <laughs> but, but as grown-ups, you know, you're always going to act in your, your sibling's best interest. Right. And, and that was not the case in the financial services world in 2007 and 2008. So that was refreshing. And then he talked about wanting to be part of a team that was beyond just the clocking in and clocking out, but that you were doing life with, which is so much what you guys have, right. have shown in your entire your careers and you know I've listened to your podcast and I know that that the intermeshing of the work you do in your job and then the community that you you live and love and and do life with um is important and god that sounded good and then the third was that they wanted to give away their profits and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie at the time I thought well it's really easy to talk about giving away your money before you have any absolutely <laughs> absolutely you know <laughs> we, we can all talk about how generous we're going to be right the proof is in the pudding right. once you have the money. And right. so we started in 08 with this vision. And, um, you know, in 2012, this is actually right now is the 10th year anniversary of the Movement Foundation, which we created to be the charitable giving conduit yep. for the profits of Movement Mortgage. And, you know, we started that first year, we did only $36 million worth of loans, which to be honest, looking back, seems like a teeny tiny number. But then it was like, we have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> now we have loan officers that do $36 million in a month, which is just <laughs> crazy. It's just absolutely staggering. Yeah. Um, so, but then by 2012, we had done a billion dollars that year and we were seeing the results, the profit that we could now start to do new things. And so we created the Movement Foundation and, um, you know, there's a lot of ways since then that we have spent money through the Movement Foundation to give back or to contribute to community efforts. We've given actually over $367 million to date. Wow which is staggering. You know, it's funny, if you were to look outside the window at the end of this hallway, you would see downtown Charlotte and you would see stadiums, right? Yeah. Which mm -hmm. have the names of financial institutions that I'm sure do wonderful things, you know, in their own direction. But man, they're spending their time and money to put their name on a building that the 1% of the 1% of this city will get to enjoy. Right. Exactly. Right. And here in the shadow of that, in West Charlotte, You've got a community that uh, is kind of cut off the way the highway structure was. It became a no man's land for many years. It was. And 
you know, a lot of big empty boxes, the blight of, of a lot of urban environments. And we said, we don't want to be known for our name on the side of a stadium. We want to be known for what we're able to do to serve the communities where we operate. Absolutely. Yeah. And man, so, the, you know, the first big, big thing that we did is we um, participated in the purchase of a, um, a, a complex of homes mm-hmm. in West Charlotte where we provided subsidized rent for a number of families. We also provided um, free space for a few organizations that were building a community base of operations to help serve and support this, you know, the West Side. And uh, the next big thing we did was we purchased a 40,000 square foot commercial space about half a mile down the road that became what we call the Movement Center. And it is, it was like an electrical manufacturing, they manufactured lifts, and it had been empty for many years, it had been, you know, acquired by the grandchildren of a family, and they had this empty building, and they sold it to the Movement Foundation for a really great price, because it was a tax write-off to sell it to a nonprofit. Right. And we were able to turn around and renovate that space and create a cooperative environment for nonprofits to base their operations out of. So, you know, a nonprofit like the Harvest Center, who was one of our flagship tenants at the beginning, you know, they were paying somewhere between $25 and $30 a square foot for their commercial space that they were operating out of. They came to the Movement Center and they were paying $6 to $8 a square foot. Wow. So, you know, by being able to redeploy that money to the essential services, they were able to grow their ministry, right? right? right. And, and they were they were serving, you know, three to six hundred situationally homeless Charlotteans every week a meal, yep. and um, you know really cool innovation came out of that. The gentleman that they had doing the cooking, it was not about a soup kitchen. It was about, let's create a, you know, five-star dining experience and honor with dignity these folks who are coming in to be fed. And so if any point you had walked in there, you would have seen business leaders from Charlotte who would come and join that lunch so that they could break bread with those folks in this community that, you know, we're trying to change the trajectory of their lives. And so over the years, uh, the Movement Center has become a space to house a number of different organizations. Harvest Center was blessed by a great opportunity to take over a big property close to the airport. And now the Dream Center is in their space. Also, there is Missions Place, which is an organization that... um, provides a space for nonprofits to have meetings. You know, that the nonprofit that doesn't need a full-time space sure. but wants to get together with their board or wants to host a presentation right, right. or a class. Um, so there's a bunch of different organizations that are using that space. Um, Urban Promise is in there, which is yep. an incredible organization that hires young adults, so teenagers really, to be mentors to children in the community. Which, gosh, you know, we're all, we're all moms of, of young adults, and so... We know, it's been joked that I might think I'm cool, right? Because I, of course, think I'm cool. Um, we all but, think we're cool. Yeah, but but I'm never going to be as cool as the basketball player from West Charlotte who is mentoring a third grader. Sure, right? yeah. Right. And so what happens is the, the kids being mentored have someone that looks like them and they can relate to to look up to, and and, and that tends to drive their performance. And then the, um, the one that is being the mentor when you've got somebody that's looking up to you, mm-hmm. it changes how you feel like you need to arm yourself. Right. And so they just, I'll get the stats wrong, but they just graduated like their fourth crop of kids that have gone on to four-year universities or higher learning institutions. That's amazing. That, and most of them for the first time in their yeah, family's history. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, so also in that space, there's uh, Christ-Centered Community Counseling, which is a uh, organization that provides therapy, mental health services, and which we definitely need. We need. Mm-hmm. And Especially it, after the last two years. For sure. And not n- that's not a commonplace thing to go to in a lot of communities, right? right? Communities right. Of, of color, communities of um, perhaps socioeconomic disadvantage. Right. You're, if you don't have great insurance and a therapist is expensive, right? We yeah, know that. Absolutely. So we actually at Movement Mortgage pay retail for counseling services through C4 to provide for our employees who are going through okay. hardship which creates a subsidy to enable C4 to provide therapy for patients in this community that might not have the resources to pay for it. Um, There's also a medical clinic in the Movement Center, which is huge because it's a partnership with Novant Health. Right. And it's called the Movement Clinic, powered by Novant. And they've got a cardiologist in there on Wednesdays, and they've got a pediatrician, and it is a state-of-the-art medical facility. So if memory serves me correct, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, but the... um for this area over on the west side, the closest pediatrician is before the movement clinic opened. There right. was there was not a pediatrician within five miles of this location. Right, and um, the primary means of transportation were bus lines. Bus lines, right? And the pediatrician was not on a bus line either, was it? Was well, I mean, I'm sure if you dug hard enough, you could find you a could pediatrician find on a bus line somewhere. But the reality is, you know. It was not easily not accessible. Easy. Not, no. easy, not easily accessible. Um, so, you know, you've got a, a kid with an ear infection, which, you know, that happens on all, the time. all the time. Yeah. Um, Double ear infection. Right. And, and you maybe are juggling a couple jobs or the jobs that you, or you, you don't have a car and you're on the bus line and that's your transportation and, and your kid has what you suspect is an ear infection. It becomes a not really, it becomes really an <laughs> an overwhelming obstacle to overcome to get your kid to, Just the to, get to the doctor. Sure. So what ends up happening is they don't go to the doctor. And then, uh, and this is a generalization. Obviously, this is not, you know, the case in all scenarios. But if, if that is your dynamic where you're on the bus line or you're using that as your transportation and you've got a sick kid and there isn't a pediatrician nearby, you tend not to run them to the doctor until now it becomes a crisis. And then you have to go to the emergency room. Right. And we all know what an emergency room bill for the exact same service is going to cost. Exactly. Right. So, it, so it creates a, um, a cycle that makes it really hard to get out of. And yeah. which, okay, so jumping ahead, movement center down the road, a bunch of great organizations in there, all of them paying way below market rent, being able to create synergy from being in the same place, serving the same communities. There's two different churches that operate right. out of there. Um, Karis AMC, which is one of Movement's affiliated companies, affiliated, I'm using loosely because we don't own it. It is its separate entity, but it was built to serve the movement process and 100% of its profits go to the KM Foundation, which we are a part of, um, is in that space as well. But Harvard and Stanford did this study that said that the zip code that you are born to, and this is amazing, it has the largest indicating factor of your lifespan and your long-term economic health, which, you know, we all want to believe in this notion of the American dream where anyone can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and be phenomenally successful, and certainly there are people that do. There's, you know, people I know, people you guys know, who came from, you know, little means and and made great successes of themselves, but they are the anomaly, right, statistically. Mm -hmm. And so for children born into poverty, the likelihood is they're going to stay in poverty. Right. And... That doesn't sit right. 
with me, I'm guessing with you, I'm guessing with anybody who really realizes that, you know, and we, those of us who have had great opportunities, there becomes a great uh, responsibility to do something with that opportunity. And that's where, you know, Casey and, and a bunch of really smart people had a lot of conversations around how do we impact that in a significant way. And um, you guys know me and my heart is is vulnerable children. I am a foster parent, and um, you know we've done a lot over the years to engage in a really kind of grassroots, dig into it kind of way. But it becomes an overwhelming obstacle to look at the dynamic that exists and the systems that don't work and the things that are really a challenge and feel overwhelmed and sort of like there's, there's what can no I do? Answer, right? No answer. Right. What can I do? What can I, what can I do? Yeah. And. Um, and so, you know, I've always been like, well, I do what I can with what I have where I am. Mm-hmm. And um, But Casey, he's a really visionary thinker, and he's less likely to do that kind of stuff that I'm doing and more likely to go, how do we look at the dynamic in these kids' lives and interrupt it? And the reality is... Kids who are kids go to school and so they have a big chunk of their day and they go for five days a week and you know if you're in a year-round school they go for a majority of the year. Right. So you have an opportunity to interact with kids in a big chunk of their lives. And what if you could do it in a way that took a different approach to education? And and that's where the notion of the movement school was born. So we opened the first movement school in 2017, half a mile down the road from the movement center. Old Kmart. It was an old Kmart. I think I think it had been empty for six or seven years. Um, you know, this parking lot was known as a high traffic area for drug transactions and sex trades, right? So, because if, think about it, it's big empty. Sure. You right, know, right, right. So we were able to acquire the building and the entire property, um, and. We renovated the building and turned it into a state-of-the-art school. It's you guys have toured it. It's oh beautiful. yeah, it's absolutely it gorgeous. Is so it's absolutely awesome. And last time that Taylor was home um, from being overseas, her being a teacher, mm-hmm. the first thing I wanted to do was to Bring take her, her over there, and yeah. she was like, "Wow, this is amazing." It it is. There are smart boards in every classroom. If you don't know what that it is, it's basically like a giant iPad that has all of this cool technology for education and it's touch screen and, and it's touch screen yeah. and yeah, it's super cool. Um, all the kids have Chromebooks. They're fed a hot breakfast and a hot lunch for free. Busing is provided within a certain you know f- geographic range is free. Uniforms they're given uniforms to start the school year, so there's no like what are you wearing versus what am I right. wearing. We're right. all wearing uniforms, right. um, and the children are called young scholars and future leaders. Oh, I love that. And I the, absolutely love that. Yeah, I think the, that's amazing. The power of those words spoken over these kids on a repeated basis, um, you know, is powerful. Yeah, it is. So I, whenever. Um, Anyone asked me, why do you work for Movement Mortgage? This is my why. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, I think there, there are several type of people who have servants' hearts. And I, I, I call them the do-gooders. <laughs> I think you called me a flower planter and, once. And the flower planters. <laughs> That's, and, and the flower planters. And so the flower planters are the people that get in and do the hard work. Yeah. And the, 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 make the money change. makers are the ones who go out and make the money for the flower planters to do, do the what hard they work. Do. And well, they both have big hearts, and they both are using their God-given gifts in different ways to make it happen. And so when I originate a mortgage at Movement, not only am I helping make that happen because I've done that, but mm-hmm. I'm also doing a service for the client. Mm-hmm. But I take it one step further and let the client know about what 
them getting a mortgage really does. So every month when they pay a mortgage payment, they're helping send a kid to school. Exactly. And, you know, that's huge. It's huge. I go over that same thing with all of my clients whenever I talk to them. I was like, please go and look at movement and look at Movement Foundation and everything that we do for this community because we're doing loans. Well, and thank you both because you are the ones that make the money to make it possible for us to do what we do through the Movement Foundation. And, and, you know, the children who go to the Movement School, the statistics are that 90% of them qualify for free and reduced lunch. Um, which is, you know, a Title I designation, 90%. Now, 100% of them are given free breakfast and lunch at the movement school, but 90% of them qualify according to the federal guidelines. Uh, 65% of them are classified as living below the poverty line, which I Googled it recently because I've been saying that for a while, and I was sort of curious. What does that mean? $26,000 a year for a family. Can you imagine that? I mean, I know, I know how blessed I am that, mm-hmm. to me, that's a staggering notion that, mm-hmm. that you could raise a family on that, that amount of money. Um, and roughly 10% of them are part of the foster system. So, you know, that, that, that reality brings a, a different level of stress and anxiety to a child's life. Mm-hmm. It, it affects their, um, their processing and their... Um, you know, their ability to identify and make healthy choices. And, you know, if you're a kid who's had a toothache for six weeks and you've got a sibling who's incarcerated and you're, you're, you know, maybe living in a broken family dynamic, you're probably, your biggest concern isn't, did I get my math homework done? Right, right. Right. You're bringing a different level of, of, of stress and yep. anxiety to Worry. the... Now, what's really unique about the model that the movement school uses is obviously in order to get you know the state funding that you get to be a charter school, which, by the way, a charter school gets 65 cents on the dollar of what a public school gets. So if a public school gets, you know, I think it's like between ten and $15,000 a year per student, that, that 100% amount, the movement school is operating on 65% of that budget, and we are operating in the black since day one. Just like the movement center, after the initial cost of upfitting it, the monthly rents cover the overhead and a little bit for a contingency. Same thing is happening at the movement schools. And what's important to note about that is we're operating on a smaller budget and yet our students, with all of the stats that I shared, are doing 300% better than their peers. Amazing. So what, what's happening is we have to provide a secular education, you know, between 8 and 3 or whatever the school hours are. Like, you're, you, there's no, no religion or faith-based bias being communicated to the students during school hours. Um, but because we own the building, the foundation owns the building, we can use the space for wraparound services that serve and support the community, and they can, in some cases, be faith-based. So today is a perfect example, right? right. Uh, sports outreach ministry is about uh, transforming lives and, and connecting, creating a connection to Christ and utilizing sports as a, you know, methodology to connect with the gospel. And organizations like Sports Outreach Ministry are able to utilize the movement school spaces outside of school hours. So we have two after-school programs that are on a sliding scale to the parents um, based on their ability to pay. And one of them is totally secular, and another of them is faith-based, right? On the weekends, there is a church that operates out of each of the schools. 
There is, you know, Congregations for Kids does a mentoring meetup for foster teens and potential mentors. There's just all these different organizations. There's a local step stomp group that... Is it called Step or Stomp? It's, it's probably both. Okay. That that has their rehearsal in there. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it, what's, that's a really kind of innovative, innovative way because here's the thing. Like the churches who have invested in private schools in inner cities have historically failed. I mean, they may at the beginning have great, you know, intentions. intentions and, and But the problem with a... Um, a nonprofit like that is that it requires an ongoing supply of funds, right? And so Casey has always stri- strived to create a sustainable model that doesn't require ongoing capitalization. So the movement schools, by operating in the black, fund themselves at this point. Yes, you know, the 10 or $15 million that it took to renovate and buy the space, that is an investment, but the school is actually turning a return of 3 to 5% right now. So, so here's like the big exciting thing, in my opinion. We know we're making a difference in these kids' lives. Absolutely. We know we're making a difference in the families' lives, in the communities' lives, right? Like, this space has been transformed. This whole, this whole block, we've got the two schools right here, the elementary school and the middle school. There's, an afford, there's a housing uh, complex right here. We donated six acres of land um, to that, and so as a result, there's 186 affordable housing units in that. And we know affordable housing is a problem. It, it, it Charlotte, Charlotte, sure. Right Charlotte. Everywhere, as I understand it. <laughs> but definitely here in Charlotte. So, um, but with us having having 65% of the budget and we're operating in the black, now we can have conversations with government officials in other states and say, hey, look at this model we've created. Look at the results we're seeing. If we can do that on 65 cents in the dollar, could would you consider giving us 90 cents on the dollar to do it in your community? And, you know, we're having a lot of those conversations now in the Feedback is pretty positive because what what politician wouldn't want right, to sign their right, name to right, something exactly. that is benefiting Remarkable. the most marginalized kids in the community? So so what happens when that government official, that state says, okay, yes, we're going to give you 90 cents on the dollar? Now two things can happen. One, we can pay the teachers more because mm-hmm. right. teachers deserve to be paid, they, paid yes, more. Yes. They have a really hard job, especially these last few years. Mm-hmm. It has brought to light. I don't know if you guys, your kids are older. I had I had three little foster girls with me last year, and it was doing virtual learning. And, man, my empathy for teachers went through the roof because I was like, wow, this is so hard. Yep. Um, so we could pay the teachers more, but what if we could turn around and go to people with really deep pockets like uh, the Mark Zuckerbergs and Elon Musks and Warren Buffetts of the world and the Bill Gates of the world and say, what if you could take your hard-earned money that's sitting in a bank somewhere and instead invest it to make a difference in the lives of children and turn a 12 to 16% return on your money, right. they're not getting that anywhere else, anyway. but you know, very few places. So um, we, what we see is the opportunity to create a tipping point where um, the people with the deeper pockets would choose to invest in the most marginalized kids in the country. And that's where we're gonna, where we're gonna move the needle. So we earmarked $200 million at the end of 2020 and another $100 million at the end of 2021 with the specific goal of opening 100 schools in the next 10 years. And we're a mortgage company. Right. That is so right. cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I just absolutely well, love it it. it. it just blows me away. So, you know, for for us, our first our first mission is that first client. 
right? right? Yeah. It starts with that first client. And that mm-hmm. client is, you know, they're not just a number. They're not just... They're your um, little sister. They are. That's they really right. are. You know, when, um, when Heather got in the business... She worked for a doctor's office, and she called files charts. charts. All right, and did you hear that yeah, one? Listen to that yeah. one. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, it was. You know, this is somebody's chart. You know, or somebody's file. And one of the why things, does that bother her so much? I know, <laughs> just but the little things. One of, you know? one of the things that really just one of the major reasons why I came to work at Movement so long ago was that that no, that it wasn't a chart or a file. It was client. Yeah, or a family. And, yes. and, and it was huge yeah. because I knew it walking in the door. Yep. Like you spend five minutes with, you know, Toby or Casey and mm-hmm. you knew right away. And not only that, but as a professional who is, you know, I'm a salesperson and I'm still out selling every day and I'm still fighting for, for business sure. every single day. And I'm fighting for business from the big banks that mm-hmm. will cut their, their rates or whatnot do whatever it is they got to do to get that next client yeah. in the door so that their CEO can go have a, you know, trillion dollar house out in the middle of <laughs> wherever, yacht. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I still have every tool I need. Right. And, and then some. Exactly. And then I get to see what really happens. Right. Like when you look at what the profits really go to, mm-hmm. It is amazing, and it makes me want to go out there and work harder exactly. and do more business and do sure more does. loans and help more people. So I'm helping people on the front end, and I'm helping people <laughs> on the back end, and I've got a servant's heart, and I, I've got a huge heart, and I would give anybody the shirt off my back, yep. and those who know me know that, which I try to always have that tough girl exterior, you know, <laughs> don't you dare tell anybody I'm sweet, right? Know. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bitch. That's what you tell everybody, right? So, but, but We it know just, better. <laughs> it just makes me want to do more right because when you see when you walk in that gymnasium it's amazing when it? you know when I had the opportunity to pump up a little guy okay so first I have to, I, I, know. I have to I have to share this is so funny Heather and I were in the in the stands and um Cher goes up to the little boy who's on the team against her and he's t-tiny I mean he's he's I, I talked to his mom so I know he's 10 he's and he's a twin and his sister's like a foot and a half taller than him right and he had all the hustle in the world but he was so small compared to everyone else and and Cher got in his face and was like there was a there was a finger and it yep. was like it was nose to nose and I, I said to Heather I said if you didn't know her you would think she was blessing that child out but you know he she was giving him a pep talk yes <laughs> like well, it was funny so, well, what what happened was because we had two kids on our team and they had to sub out and so a lot taller kid lot taller. joined our, our team and, yeah. and the kid on our team um he is also a very good ball player yeah very well, the little guy on the opposite team was a very good ball player yeah but he got intimidated he and did. he did and so I got up in his face and I was like I'm gonna tell you right now like you are a baller you are a baller do okay. not let that tall kid if scare you, you could see her face right now and her finger pointing and you were not hearing the words you would, you would think, think she that. was oh, being yeah. aggressive yeah, was at like, this kid it you was, are a baller <laughs> it was funny so oh, lord i hope his mom doesn't i'm sure i'm sure not but um you know share it's you say that about the opportunity to do more and you know the schools are obviously our big 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 focus and purpose that we're you know we've identified but there's all these other ways right now that we're leveraging the profits of movement and its affiliates to do big things so for example um 
Last year, we were able to give $110,000 grants to nonprofits around the country that were nominated by our employees. Because we know that, you know, first of all, there are needs beyond Charlotte. And yes, yeah. um, our employees in Mark, we, we're, we have 5,000 employees. We are in now all 50 states. And our employees in Idaho and Houston and, you know, Providence, Rhode Island, are going to know better where that money can be deployed in their local community right. than we are. Yeah. So by allowing our employees to nominate charities that they're passionate about, you know, we've been able to do last year those $110,000 grants, and they're going to organizations, not to the big United Ways of the world, not that there's anything wrong, they do a lot of great things, but they're not even going to notice $10,000, right? Right. Whereas some of these organizations, like uh, Bridges of Nashua County, which provides um, support to battered women in New Hampshire, or uh, Sleep in Heavenly Peace in Seattle that supports parents who suddenly lose their children at, at birth. And you know, you hear the stories of these organizations. Uh, McMahon Ryan in um, northern New York, they help children escape from violence and sex trafficking. And you hear these stories pour in, and that's where it's easy if you're a doer to feel overwhelmed because mm -hmm. it's like, how can I affect this? But we see those $10,000 grants being deployed and, and used in ways that are strategically designed to make the biggest bang for the buck. This event was the result of a right. $10,000 grant to sports outreach last year. Not that they spent ten grand on today, but this was right. one of the things right. that they were able to do with that. Right. Um, so, And that, that, that money came directly from Karis, uh, the appraisal management company that we use in, in many of our markets. We also have an insurance company and title companies, and we do match giving. So, so match giving is huge for me yeah. mm -hmm. um, because part of my um, closing gift for my clients is I make a donation to Second Harvest Food Bank, I love that. which serves mm -hmm. that serves our you know our, our community. Mm -hmm. And um, every month, you know, I I do my match giving and. And the company matches that as well. And so every client that I've done a mortgage loan for, they've gotten an, there's been a donation in their honor to the Second Harvest. And Wonderful. I personally, uh, Second Har Harvest is huge for me. It's mm -hmm. one of those things that means a lot to me. I've gone down there and served and, um, and worked and just saw their operation mm -hmm. being there. And it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, the, the people, the, the flower planters are out there doing really incredible they, work. They are. They I really mean, are. You know, we've, we've uh, Samaritan's Feet, for example, is a charity here in Charlotte. Uh, Manny and Tracy Ahome run it, and they're amazing human beings. But their goal is to create a world with no shoeless children. And, you know, sitting in Charlotte, you think every all the kids in Charlotte have shoes, right? But... They don't. Or what we what we did is we um, I think we did 18 cities around the country that each of those cities sort of opted in and they raised half of the money uh, within their community and then the foundation matched that and we hosted di shoe distribution events in all those cities. And so you know you pull up at a Title One school and have it set up or at a Boys and Girls Club right. or you know depending on who we worked with in each city and y you. That their process is you take off their old ratty shoes and you wash their feet, which is obviously symbolic to Jesus, you know, washing the feet of, of his disciples. And let me just tell you, um, everybody listening, if you've never done that, yeah. it is it will change your life Absolutely. and change the way that you, whether you're the one washing the feet or you're the one changing out the water right. or you're the one picking out new shoes for, a, you know, a kid... <laughs> 
it'll change your life. Yep. Yeah. And, and we all need that change, right? We do. We, sure do. we get ourselves all spun up about the annoyances of our luxurious lives. <laughs> and, and it's really easy to, to forget that there are kids in our midst that, yes, in Charlotte, they probably have shoes on their feet if they're going to school. But you're going to find when you take those shoes and socks off that their socks are crusty or there are holes in their shoes or they're jammed into shoes that are too Too big big or or too too small. small. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we've done things like that. We've done um, packing parties. We hosted packing parties around the country in movement offices where we put together kits with an organization called Comfort Cases Mm -hmm. that provides um, backpacks and supplies to children entering the foster system because... You know what? Kids entering the foster system typically take their belongings into this new place. Bag. The trash. clothes that they have on. Or yeah. or if they have anything more than that, it's tossed into a garbage bag. A garbage bag. You have a child, oh. all their worth, all of their possessions in their life are, are, are in a bag, okay. or in a, uh, a garbage bag. So, you know, we did these packing parties and we brought in DSS officers to talk to our employees to raise awareness about, gosh, you know, right in your midst, you don't realize that there are these children who are need, need a safe, loving home to go to. And, um, you know, so obviously we are a mortgage company. Obviously, you know, profit matters. We need to be successful in order to be able to do the things that right. we're, we're striving to do. But we are always going to treat every borrower in their best long-term interest. And, you know, we we are going to wrap our arms around one another as a team. We have a program called Love Works, which is an internal fund that employees contribute to via payroll deduction. And that fund is used exclusively to help employees in crisis. And, you know, that's, that's great. It's sort of like an internal benevolence program. But the reality of what that is for those employees who need grants, we've given over $4.3 million in grants, not loans, to employees since we started the fund. And, um, you know, cr- life happens. Yeah. Christ. From, sure from, from hearing aids to a loss of a loved one. Right? Yes. From paying a mortgage to keeping the lights on. Um, funeral I, expenses. Funeral expenses, you name it. It's um, Love Works is, is very near and dear to it our is. hearts, mine yes. and others' hearts. Yeah. Because um, we all know we all know people. I mean, there's people who get grants, it's all anonymous, so you don't know unless they say you can share our story. And plenty have said, yes, you can share because they feel like it was such an impactful thing right. to them. And, you know, we've, we right in November, this is a tragic story, we had an, a loan officer assistant in Idaho who was pregnant, eight months pregnant with twins. She had a toddler at home. She and her husband were building a, ha- a house. They just bought a new you know, SUV because we all know you can't fit three car seats in a sedan. <laughs> and um, From experience. From experience, <laughs> yes. And uh, she and her husband got up to start their day and she went to get in the shower and he went to get the toddler out of bed and she came out of the shower and found him dead on the floor. He had, he had an aneurysm. Husband, 26 oh, years old. My goodness. A month before she had twins. And oh my gosh. Right? Uh, and sadly, she is not the only employee in the last few years, especially with COVID, who have lost their significant right. other. Right. And there's nothing that anyone could do to take away the heartbreak and the tragedy that she just went through. But because of Love Works, she had a couple months of a financial safety net that the bills were going to get paid, and we were going to wrap our arms around her and provide her with counseling and support and help her navigate what came next. So we have we actually have uh, social work trained employees of the foundation that administer the Love Works Fund. So if an employee needs that support, it's not just hey, here's a financial band aid. It's 
how do we help you navigate this? Because right. sometimes, because sometimes it's just general, like, man, I've made. I've made one f- bad financial decision after another and I'm on a single income and I've got a couple kids and my car just broke down and I, that's a crisis yeah. for that employee. Yes. And so sometimes the financial support is then matched with um, financial counseling. Right, right. Right, You're like having conversations with employees like rims are not a necessity. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's right. a real true story. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I may, um, you know, I love you. I love you too. And I'm so glad that you came out and did this with us today. Thank you, you know, for thank having me. Thank you it's so much for sharing this because not everybody knows about what goes on behind Movement Mortgage. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And you know, Movement it's um, you you and um, your crazy ass husband. <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know, you know you know that you're very near and dear to mine and Eric's heart and we love I I love the heck out of you girl and I would have you and I and I what I think I probably love the most is we are so different yeah I know but yet we think so much alike at the same time does that make sense yeah you know I, I never get tired of you like I don't well I love that first I will tell you that my husband overheard part of the um the podcast where you guys were talking about going fishing for bourbon he's like oh. that's the kind of fishing I could do <laughs> and after seeing pictures of Eric's bourbon wall he's like this all makes so much more sense um but I did I did say to him as I, I was I was actually staining a uh, the deck we were, we were building a you know another addition onto the deck of course and I was staining it and I had it playing and he was building the fence in the backyard and I was like gosh there are so many things that I do not have in common with these women specifically the two of you in your your sports your (laughs) your sports thing you know I'm like oh my gosh because I I absolutely adored today and watching all of the I love watching sports up close and personal but like the keeping track of all of the people Trace gave me a a tidbit to talk about with you guys and I've already forgotten it and it's and it's (laughs) Deshaun somebody who's in trouble for paying people trying to convince Vince massage therapist oh, to do something else and he and it. he might be coming to the Carolina Panthers and Let's like hope so, not. yeah well I, I, that's see. what I said I was like well that doesn't sound like a very good plan to me no. um no 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 yeah but but man, I love that man but I, I love your husband I know he's so funny <laughs> but I do I agree with you like there are many ways in which we're divergent in you know you are definitely you're both sales driven incredible producers um you're you're rabid sports enthusiasts you're um rabid sports parents and yeah, yeah. Uh, and hard driving in that way and you know you're super competitive and you're um, you know wagering on everything and I'm sort of like I'd like to read a book and go camping. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? I would love to. I'd love to read a book and go camping. Yeah, I know. Too. I, I am those things I, as well. I know. But you that's are. just it. There are so many things that we are so different on, but we do have a yeah, lot. In so common. much in common. But the biggest thing that we have in common is that we both have a heart for people. That's mm-hmm. right. And so whether you're over here planting the flowers or I'm out here buying them, yep. the our heart is in the right, right place, place for both, and that's what. You know, that's, that's just what makes us all amazing. Yeah. And, and I think you're amazing. I love you. Yeah, I love you so much. I'm so glad that you are here today. And Thanks for having and, me. And, yes. and thank you. You know, we will probably, you could talk for another hour. Like, I, I know I, that. I, I so can. we will probably have you back out awesome. at, to do another, you know, another podcast. But, um, so we do have to close this one down. And, um, but, you know, Heather, what time is it? It's what Southerners say. What Southerners say. Ame, do you want to tell our word today? What's our word, Ame? You've already forgotten it. I have. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) 
<laughs> Give me a symbol. Give me a symbol. Their butts Summer. light up. Summertime. Nighttime. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Lightning bugs. Lightning yes. bugs. <laughs> yes. Who remembers catching lightning bugs and yes. putting them in a jar? Yes. I still do it. Yes. I'm, I'm there are 40 less, some odd years old. But there are less ever. now, right? There are less now. It's very sad. Too. But, you yeah. know, when we're up um, when in the mountains, we're up in the mountains, we do see more. Yeah. But I still do want to catch lightning bugs. I still want to Me put too. them in a jar. I still put down some little grass in there for them. You know that I, they don't survive when you do that, I right? I know that. I usually <laughs> let them go, too. But I want to see the jar light up. I know. But so, some people call them fireflies. Fireflies. Isn't that vodka? Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, uh, my in-laws live in Maggie Valley now, and they were in Waynesville while they were building their cabin, and there is this giant meadow up there in a holler that apparently a certain, like, week and a half of the year, and it's different every year depending on when the temperature changes, there are millions of lightning bugs, really? and it's, you know, there's not a lot of light pollution up there, and so... It, <sighs> And so we, it, it, we were at their house one day, and, and it was about that time, and it's like late spring. It's like just before it starts to get warm, warm, and it, it's in dusk, as lightning bugs are. And literally, it was like this constant. It was, oh, it was, I bet it was, was it was beautiful. Was and of course, I, I, I videotaped it, but like anything natural and amazing, it, it does never does idea. justice mm-hmm. on a, on a, I always try to take a picture of the moon, and it comes out absolutely not like what I see. Gosh, it's so much bigger than that picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, so y'all, if you're down here in the south, it's called lightning bugs. Lightning bugs. Oh, and I do have a, a codicil to your comment about toboggans going back to the beginning. I grew up in Pittsburgh, and they called it a tassel cap. A tassel, a tassel cap. cap. Yep. I have never heard that. I yep. would take a beanie over a tassel cap. Well, I guess but it's, it's still like you a have a thing on the top. Yeah, Maybe yeah that's it does. The it does. Oh, the yeah. little like pom pom thing. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much again yep, for having for coming guys. out, and we thoroughly enjoyed the basketball game. And I'm going to tell you, Sharon yeah. and I have merch. It is be sweet, be kind, and be you. All right, y'all. Y'all have a great, wonderful day. Have a good day. Bye, y'all. Bye.